Welcome to the Inscape Podcast, where we explore the inner world and discover our unique power to create. My name is Tanya Nelson, and this is Episode 2, Listening. Listening. What is it? Why would I want to explore? And how do I practice it? I believe the gift of exploring what real listening feels like is a gift to return and experience a place of safety and a place of trust within ourselves. The Inscape is calling us to know what it feels like to operate from the source within us, to operate and to trust the Inscape. And that's what this concept will give us. That's what exploring listening will do. When I started this, I could feel me pull up in my database, my subconscious mind. Remember, that is the 95% of me that is running the show. I could feel the distorted version in my childhood. That was only a form of control or power struggle between my parents and I, particularly my mom. My, My dad wasn't around as often. And I can vaguely recall a teacher or two demanding to be listened to or respected. I can recall the many, many times I heard the assumed program that was you listen and you respect your elders. I remember hearing this and the assumption was that there was a hierarchy that I was told to follow. Now, the exploration of this idea of listening goes to all moments and anyone in them. So I'm not discounting the the programming. What I'm saying is I believe there is a lot of intention that goes behind this hierarchy. I was supposed to listen to anyone above myself was a concept that I believe is the very seed planted that grows into a large gap between you and I and the very source of truth in our inscape. So the fact that we might be running a program in our subconscious mind that says there is something outside of us or someone outside of us that knows the answer above ourselves knowing the answer is the very thing that disconnects us from the inscape. I use the phrase honor yourself a lot as a reflection to people and I quickly realize while working with individuals and in my own world that in order to honor yourself, you have to know yourself. And in order to know yourself, you have to learn to listen. Listening to our own desires, listening to our own thoughts, listen to the stillness and the space between what we think we know. So observing our thoughts, observing what we think, observing the current downloads that are going on, the current programs that we have going on in our minds is very valuable practice to do. That's a step. It's a step to be able to observe all of that. And that's what I did when I, when I pulled this up. I started to really observe what my current experience or the current programs of what listening really is. And that's when I discovered some of that distortion. That kind of listening that I described from my subconscious downloads from childhood was coming from a place of lack and more than likely was a power struggle. When I refer to power, I'm talking about the inscape. That is where power lies. I'm talking about the place inside all of us that is connected to everything and everyone. 
the place inside of us that is abundant and it doesn't need anything or an alternate source of energy. It doesn't need something from the outside. It doesn't need to be validated. It doesn't need to be respected because it already is valuable. It already is worth so much. Everything. It doesn't demand anything from anyone or anything. Although I had this program, I know that I had heard it come from my parents because I think that there were times where they truly needed to hear themselves call back the power that was lost. That's where the power struggle comes in. The truth is my parents were at a stage in their life where they were tired and the outside game of getting what you want was starting to wear on them. So parenting and the demand for me to validate their worth as people and parents had softened tremendously from my older siblings and was almost actually non-existent. So they weren't asking much of me. I was in an environment where I was able to explore a ton of freedom within myself. In turn, I have mirrored to my kids the very practice of listening in their worlds. We have a culture in our home that is very powerful in this concept. I have paved roads, and yes, I have experience. I am only a mirror to my kids. The truth is, if they listen and they learn to truly go inside and honor their inscape, then it's all I want as a guide and a light for them. As a parent for them, empowering them to trust themselves and to listen to their inscape is all I could ever want. So when I know how to receive and love and value and find the worth inside myself, then the gift and the mirror And the experience I choose to have with others is one of a mutual love and exploration. So really think about that. If I don't need anything from the outside of me, if I don't need validation, if I don't need respect, if I don't need to be heard by my kids or by my spouse or by my boss or anywhere in the world, then Ultimately, I get to reside in a place of love and safety and value within myself. This is where I start to learn how to trust myself. It doesn't mean that there isn't feedback that comes in in the outside world. And ultimately, I learned to truly start to stay in the inscape and listen. I love the part in Hitch. If you remember with Will Smith... He does this great part where he talks about that only 7% of what we say is verbal or with words only. That leaves 93% of communication to be explored. Listening is the 93%. The only way we can truly connect and see and hear the truth is if we practice listening. When I started my coaching business, I was already very educated and practicing the art of getting out of my head. I had gone down many roads of being certified in energy healing. And in this process, there is a great deal of practice in learning to feel and understand and experience energy. So I had the choice to continue to go down that path and focus on the energy world, but it felt limiting in some ways. Although it felt like the most truest form of connection and 
I found a great deal of truth in being able to read energy. I wanted to be able to communicate with anyone and I was already starting to not make a lot of sense to anyone who hadn't been studying this. So when I started my coaching business, I was still unclear on what it was that really made me in alignment and very successful in what I was doing. It was several years before I received the familiarity of my Inscape and how practiced I had gotten in not listening to words and allowing for patterns and unspoken energy and emotions to emerge. Listening became something that I got very, very good at. And it wasn't about just being able to repeat back words. I've seen in a lot of counseling and relationship coaching where there's a practice where you repeat back what somebody says. And yes, that's a start. That's a start because at least you're hearing the words and you're not in your own head listening to your words or your defenses that are getting ready to come back at the other person or in the relationship. So yes, being able to repeat back the words is a step, but it's a baby step. I got exceptionally good at marrying back to individuals what I could hear and feel and see in their inscape. I could feel it when they, the words and the energy wasn't matching. And the only way I could do this is, is by exploring my own inscape. By understanding when I could call my own self out on what I was saying and what, was, what I was feeling. And there was this disconnect and there was this battle that would go on within myself. And because I was more practiced in understanding what I was feeling and the energy that was coming across, I started to really learn to trust that within myself. Because I parent this way as well, and and we all take ourselves with us wherever we go. I have really mirrored to my kids and to, to people around me, to any relationship, this concept of your energy doesn't match, or that's not what I can hear in your energy. It became a very valuable tool. And the mirror that comes back is so fun and exciting because my kids will do it back to me. They'll say, you feel off today. And my defense of no, I'm, I'm happy and I'm, I'm doing great and everything's great because I don't want to feel sometimes what's going on in the inscape will come up. And I'm like, no, I'm great. And they'll sit there for a moment, just like I do to them, right? Because we're all mirrors for each other. And they will call me out, which I love because feeling alignment in the truth, feeling, feeling the inscape and the energy and what's going on and exploring what's going on in our heads and the disconnect is there's so much benefit and value to the authenticity and the alignment that comes in when they match. So they'll call me out and say, that's not what I can feel from you. Or that's not what I'm sensing. And it feels like you're sad or it feels like you're angry. What, what's really going on? And that very mirror stops me from going into my defense and my immediate response of my subconscious and allows me to get conscious. It allows me to go into my inscape and go into my world and really authentically trust 
what I can feel. It's an incredible practice. And this is just one of the benefits of being able to learn to listen. So why would we want to listen? This is where we get the opportunity to feel the feeling of real power. Coming from the connection to ourselves. It's where we can feel clarity and truth. Have you ever wanted to feel the feeling of completely letting go and trusting? How many of us have really felt that feeling? Or are we constantly waiting for somebody else or something else to be in control of our world? Are we waiting for the, the number in the bank account to, to shift and that's when we'll feel safe? Are we waiting for the spouse or the partner to tell us the truth? Or, or are we afraid that something outside of us or someone outside of us is going to, to be in control of our world? And they are the ones that are going to make us feel something. That's what happens when we give our power away to something outside of us or to somebody outside of us. And so really allowing ourselves to go into the inscape and listen and to trust and to, to be guided by the way that we feel. I, I saw this meme the other day and I can't really get it out of my head because it was the perfect contrast to what it is that, that I teach and mirror to people. And it said to master your mind and your thoughts so that your emotions don't take over. Something to that effect. That, that isn't an exact quote. And there's many of them out there. I've seen them before. And I couldn't help but sit with that and really smile and receive the powerful work and practice it is to start to trust how you feel. Because the mind is is only going to try and protect us and defend ourselves in order to keep ourselves safe. And the ego is, is just that. It's in the mind. And it's this idea of a compilation of how can we think something differently. Now, our mind is a powerful tool and the connection to our mind is, is so fun. And... I'm just going to tell you it lies. It lies over and over and over and over and over again. And so when I say trusting ourselves, it's not trusting that voice that's in your head. It's not trusting the programming that has been taught to you over and over and over again. That is not what keeps you safe. Even though it's familiar and even though it is unnerving and you can feel the the movement and the space and the fear that comes along when we challenge this programming, it is expansion. And so why would we want to learn to listen is that it affects our entire experience in this life. When we learn to trust, when we learn to listen, we are constantly learning. We are constantly exploring and that feeling inside of us where we get to feel the power within us to create comes from allowing ourselves to trust ourselves. 
it shows up in every relationship. Listening will enrich every relationship that we have. We will start to feel so much more abundance in every relationship. And when I say every relationship, I'm talking about every relationship. Everything is about our relationship, our relationship to people, our relationship to customers, employees, our relationship to money, our relationship to our body, our relationship to time, family, kids, animals. Ultimately, our relationship to ourselves affects our relationship to everything else. This is what the power of listening can do. This is what connecting back to the Inscape and starting to learn to listen and be guided and to trust yourself. This is what the worth and the value of that practice will give you. It affects everything. The relationship to ourselves and to our world will change the entire experience that we have with everything and everybody. So how do we put this to practice? Meditation, again, is tried and true. It is an incredible practice and there are several ways to meditate. The reason we go into meditation is because it is a form of listening. And my belief, that's all it is. Meditation can be simply stated as a state of listening. Growing up, I was taught to pray. Like many others, there was a way or a formality to praying. And today, I really honor that practice and what I was taught. And I practice it differently today than I did before. I can really feel the process of what praying is. Just like most of my downloads subconsciously, I had heard that praying was a form of communication with God. And this is how I was able to be connected. What it is for me today is the most beautiful practice of listening to what I'm asking for, to what I desire. It's this beautiful practice of being able to feel and receive in gratitude. To be able to look around me and to to feel the feeling of abundance. And that alone will drive me straight into my Enscape and into receiving. So there's this incredible practice of asking and, and receiving this feeling of being able to experience that. And let me tell you what was missing in a really big way. We had a pretty rigid regimen of prayer morning and night and over all of our meals. That's how I grew up. And there was this formality to it and it had its benefits and it was also very shallow. I didn't fully understand the real benefit to what I was subconsciously being programmed. It was something that we just did because we were supposed to and 
yes, I think it brought a certain amount of connection to us. Again, it didn't go very deep. What was missing, though, was the listening for the answer. I would ask a question and I would feel gratitude. And then I was really never taught how to listen. And meditation was the perfect practice that was introduced to me in my in my late 20s. And as I started to meditate, I started to realize the powerful amount of value that comes from listening, from getting quiet, from truly being able to allow for the connection to the conduit. I want to say I want to say it's the conduit between myself and source and what that feels like. So there was this incredible practice of being able to listen and getting quiet was the only way. So how do we start to practice listening? We have to learn to get quiet. What does it mean to get quiet? The listening I'm talking about is in the Enscape. It's inside all of us. It has everything to do with getting quiet. It's about allowing ourselves the space to hear inspiration and the connection that comes through that Enscape, through our hearts, through the connection that we have to the universe, to God, to source. Learning to quiet the mind is the only way that we're going to really start to feel and be able to hear what is being spoken. The other part of this is not listening to words. The words that we really listen to are going to be all of that subconscious programming, the loudness that we have downloaded in every place in our lives. When the feeling comes in, when the inspiration comes in, there will be alignment to what we hear in our heads. I'm not saying that there isn't going to be words that are going to be spoken or there isn't going to be pictures and things that we hear in our head. But what I am saying is until we get quiet and we allow for those to emerge from the inscape, then the chances are all we are hearing is the loudness of our ego and our subconscious mind and the world outside of us. Not listening to words because words don't tell the truth. We have to keep listening to what is not being said, that is trying to be expressed. Words without energy, without the emotion, words without the alignment from the heart and the head are disconnected. They don't actually give us the truth within ourselves. They are very difficult to trust because you can say anything and it doesn't mean that there is alignment. It doesn't mean that you really believe it. It doesn't mean that you can really feel it either. And most of us have experienced this. Most of us have experienced what it feels like to have somebody tell us something or to use words and not be able to actually feel them. I think about it from a parenting standpoint. Kids are the best. They really do give us the best version of ourselves. They're the best mirrors and best teachers. And I know that throughout this podcast, you're going to hear a lot from my kids because um, they're my greatest mentors and greatest teachers. So 
as I parent, right, or as I'm reflecting to my kids, there is this fun experience that ends up happening where you start to say you're trying to tell them something and you hide behind the words. For instance, I love you so much, but I really need you to step up your game and this and that. Which one is the truth? Maybe they're both true, but in that moment, I'm not actually speaking from love. I'm trying to cover up the fact that I'm actually in judgment and I believe, and and I'm in control um, or lack of control. I'm trying to cover up with my words what I'm actually saying. So in my home, it's, it's, it's a really fun practice and we don't get away with it very often. And most of us, because we are practiced in the Inscape, we are able to read through that and say that your words aren't really matching what you're saying. And this is how you start to learn to really trust what you're hearing. And you're not always hearing it with words. Two more powerful tools on how to listen and the practices that you can, you can really practice. The next one is releasing judgment. This is, an, this is an entire podcast on itself. It's actually an entire course, really. Releasing judgment is a massive call back into the inscape. If you want to feel the sacred, vast universe inside of you, if you want the quickest way to get into your inscape, Releasing judgment is one of the greatest practices. What does that mean? Judgment comes in the form of right or wrong. If I am experiencing a world inside myself and I project it onto others that this is right and this is wrong. This is what you should be doing and this is what you shouldn't be doing. Right or wrong, should or shouldn't is always going to be in judgment. The other is good and bad, dark and light. All of these are a form of judgment that forms in our mind. These are the subconscious programs that will stop us from feeling this vast, loving universe that is inside of us, the source that is inside of us. So releasing judgment is is one of the quickest ways to know that you are in your inscape and able to feel and listen quicker. We all know what that looks like. We're forming our opinion or our belief in our heads before the person that is in front of us or within ourselves has even been able to be allowed to have the space to listen. So if we are in judgment, that is going to be the quickest way that we will find ourselves disconnected from the inscape. Good, bad, right, wrong, should or shouldn't, dark, light, all of these contrasting emotions and beliefs are going to be what disconnects us from the sense of being that we already are. So allowing yourself to practice anytime you hear yourself experiencing judgment. The last that I want to talk about is in order to listen, this is where I find myself and others really getting in the trap 
of if I want to be right, if I'm looking for safety in my world and in order to be safe, I need to be right, then I'm not actually keeping myself open to being wrong, which is an incredible gift. My daughter and I had a conversation the other day. So we're in the car and she is incredibly powerful. Her inscape is very vast. She can feel in a way that is incredibly fun to experience with her. That, With that being said, she also has this protection, this defense that she uses. And it's the very thing that I'm talking about with needing to be right. Because in her world, if she's not right, then she immediately goes into judgment that she's not good enough and somehow she's wrong. And so we had this conversation the other day and I'm, I, I'm pointing out that this defense is getting really strong and her need to be right is preventing her from experiencing the incredible experience of being wrong. Now, if you can feel resistance to what I'm saying already, stay with me because There is something here that is so fun to be experienced, and I genuinely love being wrong. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't times where I won't resist this, but I have learned that when I am curious about life, when I stay curious about my growth and my experience and what I really want to learn And if I have a growth desire to see myself, then being wrong only means one thing. It means that I just discovered something new. It means that I discovered something that is more true. It means that I just grew and I just learned. So I'm telling my 17-year-old daughter that if, if she is right about everything at this point in her life especially, then what happens is is she'll always be right, but she'll never experience something new. And we can be right in our worlds for as long as we want. And what do we want to be right about? Do we want to be open to exploring more? So getting curious is a really fun way of letting go of all the things that we think we know, all the things that we think we're right about. And when we can get comfortable with trusting ourselves and trusting that we know when something resonates with us, trusting that we know we are supported by this energy of the inscape, by this connection that we have, then getting curious becomes easier. I find that the nature of the inscape to know thyself and the place where all things connect can also make it very expansive experience to be able to listen multidimensionally. Meaning that we can be open and still allow the discovery and curiosity in the outer world. The inscape is always calling us back in. And so when we're listening, we want to know for ourselves what what the what the inscape is saying and most of us go to our heads to look for that answer 
So allowing ourselves to be open in our inscape and still curious about the outside world and what we're hearing, which is all still just a projection of the inscape, then we get, we allow ourselves the space and the safety to get curious. Allow yourself to feel like you are a constant student of life. Love to be wrong, love to learn, love to grow, and allow yourself the space to listen. I want to invite you into the place inside yourself where all is found. This place where we can feel love, trust, gratitude, joy, belonging, worth. This place where fear and loneliness, anger, confusion, sadness, separation is welcome and surrounded with nothing but light and love. There is nothing wrong. There is nothing bad. Only the experience. This place that I'm talking about, this is a return to home and peace. I want to invite you to feel inside your body the warmth and the movement that is supporting you. With each breath, feel the choice to experience life. With each breath, feel the gift of being alive and the power you have to make any choice you want in this moment. Any choice that you could possibly dream of in this very moment. In this space is everything you are looking for. You don't need anything or anyone else to feel it. And you can stay here. It's yours. It's your home. This is a place of stillness. No thoughts, no stories. A place to connect with the source of all things. Listen. Welcome home. This is the Inscape.